Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is the 200th episode of the Core Women Podcast. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. This is actually titled Growing Up Manasian. The reason this has that title is because joining me today on this podcast episode is my mom, Marsha Manasian, who is going to celebrate this 200th episode with me right here on the Core Women Podcast. Mom, welcome. Thank you, Summer. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I feel <laughs> very loved. Oh, my goodness. And I love you very much. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to be on your show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, people, if you're listening to this, Obviously, you notice that my mom and I have a pretty darn good relationship, and we love, love, love to laugh together. Yes, we do, and we always have a good time doing it. <laughs> we do. So let's. let's... <laughs> oh my goodness! You... I love you, Summer. You're so kind. You're just the best. You make any any mama and papa feel so special and so blessed, and you have. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thanks, mom. Okay, now I'm blushing. So okay, this is about you. So let's roll into this conversation by having you share just a bit about yourself, where you grew up, and some of the things that you felt were important to instill in your kids. All right. My name, as you know, is Marsha Benazian. I'm 72 years old and went through the 50s and the 60s. Oh, boy, <laughs> the, the 60s. <laughs> but I have two wonderful children, and I uh, admire my daughter, Summer, Dr. Summer, so much. She's so special to me. Oh, wow. And so anyway, I grew up in Merced, and it's like 130 miles east from the ocean and inland, and so it's very hot there and very cold there because it's 100 miles from Yosemite. But when I was 12, we moved over to the coast. But before that, when I was 10, I met my first BFF. And we didn't call it BFF then because we didn't have computers. And we didn't say LOL either. (laughs) But anyway, um, I was 10, and so was she, and... We established a wonderful friendship, and I admired her so much. She, her parents gave her so much responsibility and let her have so many choices, and she was such a, a nice person. And I was so sad when, I, when, in two years later, after having her, and every day spending time with her and going out to the horses with her and everything, and I was so sad when, when we moved, and I missed her so much. And then we had a, got a houseboat, and I'd see her occasionally when our houseboat would pass their houseboat and we'd be really far away but we'd just wave and wave until we're out of each other's sight and then well I was at my cousin's house for a year and he lives in Merced and the week before I was going to come back to Santa Cruz 
his house cleaner made some mention about Chris. Your BFF, yeah. Yeah, my BFF, and that she lived at the end of the block. So it was a really cold winter day, and I remember walking down there, and I went up to her door, and I knocked on it, and she answered with a little crack in the door, and I said, is Chris here? And she goes, who's asking? And I said, Marsha. And she goes, not Marsha Manasian, is it? And she started crying through the door open, and we both started crying and hugging each other and laughing and for about 20, 30 minutes. And then to this day, we are BFFs again after 60 years of being separated. We're BFFs wow. till the end now. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really, it's really nice. She's such a nice person still. We don't care what happened in between those, with those 60 years. We just care about what happened when we knew each other and what happened now. And I like it like that. (laughs) Yeah, that is so nice. And that that tells us a lot about where you grew up, the friendships that you made, and what was important. What did you value about that friendship? Why was that friendship so important? I guess it was because she seemed more mature than I am, was. But also, I was made the maid of my house. And uh, I didn't get to do anything socially, really, or go out and ride horses or do anything like that. I was taking care of the, raising the kids and buying the groceries, cooking the dinners, doing everything. And um, I admired her because she was allowed choices. She was allowed to, to, she was responsible and she did her, she had good grades and so did I. And her parents gave her choices. Mm-hmm. And I really envied that because I wasn't given any choices to choose for myself. I was told what to do all the time. And that that was a real important thing that I learned when I raised my kids that I was always going to let teach them about being honest, truthful, no no repercussions because of it, and just live the way that I want them to live. And (laughs) I love that. And I I laugh. I laugh because (laughs) I remember my brother coming home and saying, oh, Summer was smoking behind the pool. And you asked me, were you smoking? I said, yes. And you were like, okay, well, he's here, here are the personal consequences to you. But there was, as you said, there weren't any repercussions to it. You didn't say, oh my gosh, that was so horrible. You're grounded. And you know, that kind of thing. You you allowed me my opportunity to choose and also be aware of the consequences of those choices. So that's right. And you were very responsible. I mean, like I said, we, we couldn't have had a greater daughter. You know? <laughs> oh, mom. <laughs> well, well, really, you got good grades. You had goals. And you were achieving your goals. And I, you said you wanted to go to Berkeley right out of high school. And I said, well, this summer, you got to go four years of language. you got a lot of stuff to do. And you, you know, applied to six UCs and was accepted into five of them. I mean, you were very responsible. And so when you would ask me, can I go to uh, <laughs> Berkeley to the Sprat party? And I'm thinking, aye, aye, aye. Because I was never allowed to drive with any of my peers right. when we were in high school. And <laughs> I never to be able to go to somewhere like that. You know? And here you're giving away <laughs> my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, goodness. Was, you know. Well, I was a little nervous, but it's like you had, you were so responsible. You had a job at the Gap. You went to work on time every day, got off on time, came home, did your, all your studies. And when I'd come home from work at midnight at swing shift, you'd be, the radio would be on, you'd be upstairs studying. And I loved it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. And then we'd have a good time talking and, you know, I'd go to bed yeah. late and get back up at what, what time was it? Like 5.45 or something to get. Yeah, to something home? like that. And you'd stay up really late doing your homework and stuff. And it was just nice to come home after work and have my daughter there. And we began building a good relationship, a good friendship, a good trust of each other to think together what's good for us, you yeah. know? It was awesome. Put our heads together and, and think, you know, what, is this a good thing for us or what? And we'd laugh and we would go people watching all the time. That's one thing my mother used to uh, do, her, her mother used to do. And we'd go to Carl's Jr.'s uh, at the mall. <laughs> That's right. And we'd <laughs> people watch. Yeah. And, yeah. And we'd, eat, and we'd watch people for several hours. And we'd just watch different people. And then as time went on and we'd go to the Cooper house downtown Santa Cruz and um, listen to Warmth, this a jazz band that played and watch the ladies dancing down the street and watching everybody in and out. And then as we had all these memories, every time we'd see somebody doing something that we thought was really funny, like what we'd witnessed before, it'd make us start laughing. And we started laughing and laughing. And also, I'm going to say this, I would go to sleep sometimes like 1230 or quarter one and Maybe someone has more to talk to me about or something. I don't know. But I almost fall asleep, and I'd almost be asleep. And she'd come into my room. She'd straddle me and start shaking my pedal up and down. And I knew that she knew that I knew that this I knew that she knew that she knew that this was going to really tick me off. You know, But I could not stop laughing. She'd do it to me, and make and we'd go into hilarious roars. Oh, my goodness. We would. I, 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 would, I, I would try to get me out and say, Summer, stop it. I would jiggle. Can you can imagine this. I would jiggle her pillow and she'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't talk. I'd be laughing so hard. And it's like, because <laughs> I knew she knows that this was really good. <laughs> Like when I'm falling asleep. Oh my and gosh. So, and I hear, oh, well, I deserve this probably. I deserve a good shaking once in a while. <laughs> so every now and so again, like, I'd have to Every shake now and again, I would get the shake. I know, I'd be shaking up, shaking up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but so, I love summer. <laughs> we had oh. a great time. And when, oh. we, when at that time, I was a, a jogger and I was in really good shape and and I had a good job and I felt really happy. You know, and I think it just was a great time for us. So I want to take you back to a couple of different questions that I have really quickly, mom, but you, okay. you had kids at a very young age. This right. was this a challenge for you? And especially with me, and I haven't really put this out there or shared this much, but I had major medical issues when I was very young. Was this yes. difficult for you? Yes, it was difficult for me. And I was very worried because we had no insurance and I had taken you to the top pediatricians in Anaheim a lot and they and then by the time your last appointment came you're going to a coma in my arms at the doctor's office and he said you need to get right to the hospital right now and he gets I'll call a police escort and um, that was the beginning of this traumatizing horrible uh, problems that Summer had and I was there 24 7 and that was the, the gateway to me, being interested in becoming an RN, because right. I would sit with her, you know, sometimes all day and all night, and I learned how to reset all her machines that she was hooked up to, and she was hooked up to everything. Yeah. And after we, she got well, and we moved back to Merced, and my grandmother had passed, so we were able to live in her really nice house. And so I said, I want to go to college. 
start, I signed up for college and started doing my prerequisites for becoming an RN. And I, of course, was a good student and I got straight A's. Somebody go, you get straight A's, mom. I said, well, you're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) And she managed to find out and get straight A's herself. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't say they were all A's, but I did my best. But they're pretty much all of them. (laughs) I know. I don't have anything (laughs) negative to say about you at all. I love you. I love the fact that you're my daughter. I just, you know, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm very honored that you've asked me to be on your show today. And I want to thank you very much for that. And growing up, I had to learn how to take care of myself because I was always a maid in my parents' house. I never knew how to do anything but take care of a house and kids. So I wanted to get married out of high school and things were changing. It was the 60s and the 70s and the whole climate of the atmosphere was changing. The civil rights was happening. And I mean, it was just I took my kids to school sometimes, to college, and I took them to a couple outdoor concerts, one at Yosemite Lake and one at Applegate Park, where most college students, I didn't know anybody else who had kids that was in college at that time. Yeah. And so I kind of like laid the ground for, it's okay to have kids and be in college. And and people loved me and they loved my kids. And it was, it was a really a nice time having my kids. I'm really grateful that I have my kids. That is such a cool experience that you were able to do that. But let me ask you something else, mom. You grew up with parents who were of Armenian and European descent, and you were in a very mixed relationship. So it was really racially mixed. And was that a challenge for you or for anybody else in the 1960s? And was it difficult for you? And what were some of the challenges you confronted perhaps? Well, You know, it really wasn't a challenge to me because, like I said, the climate of the 60s, changing the civil rights, you know, everything like that. I never felt any kind of prejudice from Mm -hmm. anyone but my parents, Mm -hmm. all my husbands and that uncle. I mean, everybody I was affiliated with, there was no no things about racial spoken Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was really, you know, I didn't have a hard time at all with that. Because things were changing, things were becoming acceptable, and it was really different when it came to the coast over here from Merced, different students in the school, in, in the classes and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just assimilated into that, and mm-hmm. I felt everything was fine. Okay. So I never felt any challenges, really, in that aspect at all. It was just, I had to dance pretty fast and take care of two kids in diapers and get okay. straight A's and carry 18 units. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And it was good and gratifying to me. I interviewed some people to take care of you. (laughs) It was a a couple from Tennessee that were in the Air Force. And you were so cute. You guys are so cute. (laughs) But it was so different. They didn't have child care centers. They didn't have computers. They didn't have anything in those days. It was different than it is today by far. Yeah. And so you had to interview the people that would babysit for your kids because they didn't have child care centers and things like that then, you know. And I did take you guys to class, you know. Wow. What was that? I I mean, because you were uh, a young mom. You had my brother at 17. You had me at 19. Then we roll into like some of the major medical issues that I had at six months of age. And you you were pretty resilient. And you were, do you think you would attribute that to having, you know, being young and having the energy to be able to juggle all of that? Because you were also in a marriage that was filled with a bit of strife too. Yeah, I know. I know it was. And when I got out of that marriage 
and I got on my own, and and I wasn't having to take any kind of direction from my parents, and we were living autonomously in Merced. I liked dancing that fast. It was fun. I was excited about life. I was excited about everything, and, and you know, having my two kids was great. You know, I didn't feel any kind of challenge other than the ability to take care of them by right. myself, you know. Right. And when that came, we crossed those bridges, too, and they have a, a stepfather they consider their father, and yes. um, he considers them his kids. Yep, Papa and, Ron. That's right. Yeah, Papa Ron. And to this day, we we had a little family reunion on Summer's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Yep. And it was, it was I, I loved it. I had a great time. And that leads me to my next question. Some of my favorite years in my life, and I and I mean this truly, were the days that yes. I spent with you, mom, between the ages of 10 oh. and 18, living in Santa Cruz. What did you Ghetto feel summer. about those days? Those those days were wonderful. I love those days. They're probably my favorite years, really. If I put all my times together of things that happened to me in my life, I love those years. I would come home and I'd hear that radio on, <laughs> and I knew you were upstairs studying, and so I'd get home at like twelve oh five. I got off at midnight and it was right across the street. You could see the ocean out of our three story condo we lived in. It, it was a really nice time. I was able to afford all these things and the end of summer just learned and grew together and became BFFs forever. Yeah, that is so true. And and I'm a mother and she, she's a daughter, but we're best friends too. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I like that because there really was, and it, it's funny because a lot of people say you can't be friends and, you know, and be parents as well, but there oh, were you have some, to be. <laughs> yeah. And there was some really fine lines between, you know, she is my parents and I will do what she says. <laughs> <laughs> But she deserves a couple of these shakings I give her. <laughs> That's right. And um, and yet I, and that was all done in just in play because I, you know, I knew I could do that with my mom. But it, yeah. but here's the thing, you know, we were friends and ever, I mean, even from the day that you talked to me about menses, you know, and we talked, yeah. to, you talked to me openly about that and what that experience was going to be like. I knew from that point on, like I had somebody to talk to. I could be open. Oh, I can bring any question to you. Yeah, that's what I wanted to happen. I I wanted that, and my and Miles was. I don't want to do this, Mom. I don't want to <laughs> talk about. <this. laughs> I said, No, we have to talk about it today. We have to start talking about these things now. <laughs> You're in second grade, and we need to start talking. <laughs> yeah, that's You're right. Gonna be, You're going to be in eighth grade before I know what to you know? Yeah, and I want you to be prepared as you enter all these different stages. You know, I want to give you information or advice if I can. I'm not telling you to take it. You make that decision, you know, because you're responsible enough uh, children to make those decisions. But let me tell you, when you left and when me and Ron took you up to Berkeley and we took you and your roommate out to dinner and then we came home and Ron went home and I was home and then I went to work that next day. And when I came home, it was so silent and noticed no noise in the house. And there was nobody there, and I really had an emptiness syndrome bad. And I'd never, I thought I would, I would was right through that. I didn't think that was so applicable to me, but guess what? It was. <laughs> mm. And I miss summer more than you can imagine. We, because we were so, we would be going down the, the road in the car, and, and guys would think we were sisters. Oh. And they start playing with us. And some would go, Mom, I go, I'm not doing anything, I'm just driving. <laughs> <laughs> 
We could, so one of the questions I had for you was, you know, what was one of the biggest challenges? And I would have to say, and I'm going to, and I'm going to say what, what of mine was, and it has to do with what you just said. Mine was we'd go into a grocery store, we'd go somewhere and they'd say, you must be sisters. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to it's again. Mom. <laughs> it wouldn't be mom at that point. It would be mother. Mother. Yeah, that's right. Mother. Yes. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. The times you would call me mother and the times you'd call me mom. <laughs> and just yeah. Thinking about that. I don't know. I enjoy you so much, Summer. I thank you so much. And oh, I thank you God. so much. You know, and, and I thank my parents, even as strict as they were, they did instill some good values in me, even though there was always repercussions when I was honest. (laughs) Yeah. And I can say that I could be honest and I made my choices and you allowed for that, which I am very grateful for because it taught me that I was responsible for the consequences, whatever those choices were, the outcome, so to speak. So, and to think about what that outcome might be before you make your decision. Mm. And that was important. Was very important, and it's like I could I couldn't talk to my parent my parents, and, and I would just go I I just give why don't you just let me raise myself, you know I just yeah. be so tired of them and their the way they were and lecturing me about alcohol I didn't even drink you know right, right. my mom didn't <laughs> even like alcohol so Never, I, yeah. <laughs> I did this horrible lecture before I went out about three hours long about what I'm going to say if somebody asks me if I want some on and on. I mean, just stuff that wasting my time and my energy, it wasn't necessary. And my parents didn't understand that. They, oh, well, see, I don't know. There was a lot of things to that, but yeah. anyway, we, we made it through that era. Well, I have to tell you another funny. So another challenge for me during that time, and we'll, we'll get to maybe a challenge that you had too, but this was a funny. So my mom, she used to love to buy shoes in smaller sizes than her actual size. <laughs> Yes, she did. So her, her, actual, her actual size was like seven and a half. And so she'd buy a seven and then she'd say, Summer, I need you to wear these shoes to stretch them out just a little bit. And I would be like, oh, she did it again. See, sorry. I told you we like to laugh together. I first bring that up because it was the funniest thing. Because I'm like, Ma, just get your the shoe size that actually fit. I don't want to have big feet. (laughs) My mom loved the way her toes look. Smaller feet. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And she's like, Oh no, Summer can wear these. I'm like, Oh no wonder I had to today. What, what would you say? I was a, you know, this, I was a total beach kid, right? So I yeah, go yeah. down to the beach. We lived a few blocks from the beach. I was always hanging out with friends, but I would break away from my friends and go to the payphone and call my mom during the middle of the day. Responsible girl. <laughs> yeah. Right. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't, you know, you had to look for a payphone. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I knew where those pay phones were because I knew that I was going to call my mom. We just had that yeah. kind of a relationship. And yeah. I also knew it was that. It very comfortable, our relationship, I, I, I felt. You know, it's very comfortable. And oh, yeah. It, you pulled your weight in, every, in the house and in the, in the wash and, and, and all kinds of ways. And we worked together. And it's like, I had no reason to doubt your ability to make a good choice. Yeah. You know, I knew we were going to, we'd get a little edgy sometimes when we're making choices, but, you know, I, I just really, I felt totally comfortable letting you make your choices. Well, thank you for that, mom. Everything else showed me responsibility on your part. Yeah. You know, so I was happy yeah, that well, I had a daughter like that. Thank you for that. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to make my own choices. We've been through a lot in regards to your journey, what that looked like for you, your insight, what you've impressed upon me during the years, which I'm so grateful and thankful for, and also who you are and the person that I love so much. And I want to thank you for being here with me today. This is a real honor for me too. And as we come to a close of this interview, can you leave the listeners with just a bit of wisdom today? I mean, you need to love your children. When you, I remember loving Summer was the moment she was conceived, you know, <laughs> but you must love your children with all your heart and give them an opportunity to be responsible so they can make their own choices and they can see that they succeeded by making the, the right choice and let them know when they're doing good and don't hold back and be honest and don't give them repercussions if, if you don't agree with it. You got to see how important these things are too. If they're not of that much importance, then don't make that big of a deal. But, you know, just love your kids and help them to achieve what they need to achieve in the best way you know how and let them always trust you and know that you're not going to always, if they have something to tell you, you're not going to respond bad. You're going to respond with words of wisdom if you, if you have them. And you gather them as you age. So yeah, I wish I knew true. what I know now back then, but still, we did all right. We did fine. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be a conversation for another day. But I want to thank yeah. you, mom, for being on my 200th episode of the Core Women podcast. This is so special to me. It's so special to me too, Summer. I want to thank all of you out there who are listening for joining my mother and I today for this 200th Core Women episode. This has been such a joy and honor to share this space with my mom today, but it's also been an honor to share it with the 199 other women that have been featured on this podcast as well. And I look forward to all of the other women that will share this space with me in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into the Core Women podcast and for sharing this podcast and for sharing this space with me. Thank you so much and continue, please continue to tune in for more amazing journeys of other women that will be featured here on the Core Women podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! 
Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.